Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy to be with you this week to do a bit of an epilogue on our investment thesis series. This week, where to start? Maybe you've listened to some, maybe you've listened to all of our podcasts on our investment thesis and you're now thinking, this all sounds great. Where do I begin? How do I get in on all of this? How do I take the lessons learned from our discussions over the last couple of months on investing in multifamily real estate and apply those? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this week. As always, if you have any questions, shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G dot com. We're going to talk about a number of things this week, including some of the offerings that we have. I would encourage you, even if you aren't ready to move forward, you're just trying to learn more about investing, I'd encourage you to explore the offerings that we have. And you can do that by going to marapolling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G dot com and going to the offerings page, and you'll find lots of great content there. You can download some information there, and you can also just shoot me an email, again, pat at Mara Polling, and just take a look. It's helpful to look at the offering documents, the information kits, the private placement memorandums. It will help you be a better informed investor wherever it is you choose to put money into multifamily, whether that's with Mara Polling or with some other sponsor or even on your own. So let's get down to it. Where to start? I'm going to go over five areas, and these are not exclusive of each other, right? So you can you can pick number one and number three and number four and go do all of those, or you could pick number five and just do that. But these are five ways for you to get started and to work with us, to let us help you. Some of that's investing with us. Some of that's having us simply provide some mentoring and support. All right, let's start with number one. We have a number of offerings. Our original offering and our one of our latest offerings is a combination income and growth fund. I encourage you to take a look at this. Again, if you're interested in, in, in investing, absolutely, I would suggest you take a look. If you're interested, though, in simply learning more about multifamily and how you might be able to invest in multifamily and what that would look like, I encourage you to take a look at our total return funds. Again, the information kits and the PPM and other documents can be very helpful in terms of understanding not only how those investments work, but the risks that would be involved. And those risks are not unique to Mara Polling. They would be true of any sponsor that you're going to look at out there. So there's a lot of value in taking a look at those. The income slash growth funds, which we call the total return funds, objective is to generate a fairly balanced return somewhere in the high teens for a total simple return with a little over half of that coming from equity growth, maybe around 10%, and a little less than half coming from cash. So seven, eight, nine percent something in that range. The reason we like these balanced return funds is because we can find assets that kind of work straight down the middle of the fairway, if you will. So they're not 
too heavy on the value add growth side, nor are they high cap rate, meaning low dollar per NOI purchases like a C that might throw off buckets of cash, but not have a growth component. One of the things we really like about multifamily is you can get equity growth like you do in stocks and you can get cash flow like you do from a bond. We think on par, if not better than both those categories, plus all those tax benefits. So a total return investment. Again, we offer these. There's other sponsors that offer something that looks like this as well. And, and we'll talk about this in a bit, if you choose to build your own portfolio, you could use this kind of model. The second would be to focus more on growth. If you've listened for any length of time, you heard us talk about 1031s. You've took, heard us talk about long-term wealth creation uh, and some of the uh, fun terminology we use around the double-double and triple-double. Well, we have growth funds that are available for investors that execute the double-double and the triple-double. These are funds that invest in assets that are not overly focused on growth, meaning these are not assets that are depressed and need significant investments to be successful. They're good quality assets. They look just like the assets that are in the total return funds, but the difference is we structure the investment in such a way that it's going to orient more towards growth. And again, you could learn from that if you're interested in building your own portfolio. I encourage you, go download the information kits for the growth funds. And from there, I think you'll be able to glean some better understanding about how to build an asset so that it generates more growth than it does cash. So not that balanced return, but a much heavier weight towards growth. And in doing so, you get that opportunity to not only grow, but then by a 1031 to grow that growth again, hence the double-double. So both of those are offerings that we have today. They are funds. One of the things we would encourage you to do if you're looking at investments, and again, with Mara Poling or with anyone else, is to take a look at investing in a fund. A fund gives you access to a portfolio of assets. It will moderate the highs and the lows. It'll give you a more stable performance over time. That doesn't mean not volatile. That doesn't mean there won't be movement up and down. It simply means it will be muted as opposed to investing in a single asset where you're exposed to a little more of that. Now, the downside, if you will, to a fund, uh, at least feedback that I received from folks from time to time, is these are often called blind pools, meaning you're investing in a fund and you might know the assets that are in it today, but those assets are going to be sold and new assets purchased and you don't know what those assets are going to be. So you're reliant upon the sponsor you're working with. If you'd like to work with us, we'd love to build a relationship so you could be comfortable doing that. If you work with another sponsor, you need to have a relationship that you're comfortable with because you're investing in the sponsor as opposed to the assets because it's the sponsor that's going to execute that plan. How do you deal with and address that? Well, you invest in individual assets. And so we have and are excited to be announcing shortly 
our return to the individual syndication market. We first started doing individual syndications. Our focus has been on funds the last few years. There is demand in the marketplace to work with us and to do so on an individual asset basis. So we have an asset we're working on right now that we hope to close the acquisition before the end of the year. We'll be announcing an individual syndication opportunity on that asset. Individual syndications are great for anyone that wants to actually know the asset they're investing in. I want to see what the property is. I want to see what the forecast is. I want to see what the plan is. And then I'll make my decision about investing. And so individual syndications might be a way for you to participate in multifamily if you'd like more of that kind of data. Now, the upside of a individual syndication, you get to know what the asset is, also means you get the downside or the opposite benefit of a fund. And that is you're invested in a single asset. So as that asset rises or falls, you'll experience uh, growth or some degradation of performance. Again, over time, we think very solid. All these assets will be, there's just a little more movement in an individual syndication. The individual syndications that we offer are structured with some unique tax benefits that we'd be happy to talk to you all about. And we'll be making an announcement when that syndication is released so that if you have interest, you can talk to us about it. And if you just would like to learn more about individual syndications, you can take a look at that packet as well. If you think an individual syndication is something that might work for you, you don't need to wait until we release the specific contents of this offering. Give me a call now, shoot me an email. I'm happy to discuss with you how individual syndications work and what some of those unique tax benefits are. So that's three ways that we work with investors like the overwhelming majority of you folks. There are a few of you out there, though, that might be in a position to execute a 1031. You own a piece of real estate today, and it's a piece of real estate that when you sell, you may see some sizable income from. Not 50000 or 100000 but hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. If you find yourself in that position, we work with folks doing private investments. And so what this looks like is you can invest, and instead of it being in a syndication, you invest in an individual asset or a portfolio of assets that you own that we manage on your behalf. We do this for a number of clients. It's a small group. We don't, we don't have any interest in having that be hundreds of clients. It's a modest number, and it might be a fit for you. Pardon me. <clears throat> And if we aren't a fit for you, but you look like that, there are others out there that will do that as well. And so I would encourage you, if you find yourself in a position where you have a 1031, or you're simply to a place where you don't want to manage your portfolio as closely as you do today, you'd like to step back a little bit, seek out an asset manager that can support you. We do that work. There are others out there that do that as well. But that's another way not so much, obviously, that you can start because generally this would be for someone that already has assets. But if you found yourself in a position where you had a million dollars that you wanted to place, you could go into a fund or an individual syndication 
that's also enough that we could put you into a private investment. And again, there may be other sponsors that could do that. The final piece, and for many of you, this isn't the fifth, it's actually strategy number one, is to build your own portfolio. And in that instance, we would be more than happy to help provide some support, some mentoring, uh, a, a wall to bounce some ideas off of. Uh, probably half of the phone calls I do every week are with folks that aren't investing with us, but that are looking to get a better understanding of multifamily to help with a portfolio they already own or one they're building. You might be in a position where you are not an accredited investor. You're not able to work with sponsors like Mara Polling. You still want to get into multifamily and you have some resources to be able to do that. We'd be happy to help you as you think about how to go about doing that. Now, we're not going to review individual investments. Uh, if you were to come to us and say, what do you think about this deal? Look at my underwrite. I might ask you some questions to help you think about it, but we're not going to review your individual deal. We don't want to provide uh, any specific guidance on any investment that we're not functionally a part of, but we're happy to help you as you try and think about that. That's one of the reasons we have the podcast, our webinars, the multifamily real estate channel, the live events, the uh, every six weeks, the Q&A that we do for our podcast uh, subscribers, those of you that are registered, uh, we really enjoy doing all of that educational work and hope that it is valuable to those of you that are building your own portfolios, as well as those of you that are passive investors and are either working with a sponsor or looking to add a sponsor. We don't think there's any such thing as a bad time to get into multifamily. Now, there are some out there that will say, well, prices are really high right now, or interest rates are really high. We've got our money on the sideline. And everybody has their own personal decision about how they want to invest. If you are thinking of, I want to time the market, I want to be able to buy when prices are low. That's a little more of a strategy that fits with a short-term investor. And we're advocates of being long-term investors. If you are a long-term investor, where you buy in the cycle is much less important. What is always important is how the asset underwrites, how it performs relative to the stress tests that we put our assets through during the underwriting process. That takes out the risk in our mind of when you buy inside the cycle. And by the way, I, I have never been in a position or seen anyone that's accurately been able to describe where we are in the cycle in real time. Everybody six months from now can look back and say, oh, we were at the peak, we were in a trough, we were in a growth, we were in a decline. But at any given point in time, you don't know. Are things declining? Have we hit bottom? Are we actually on an upturn? Are we at the crest of the wave? Is there more upside to be had? You can't tell that at any given point in time. So we think it makes sense to just ignore all that and to simply focus on long-term value. And if you do it in a manner in which you are a true long-term investor, and I don't mean long in an individual asset, I mean long in real estate, 
multifamily real estate in particular, then you're going to exit assets and use 1031s to roll those funds over. That's the reason our funds are structured to be long-term investments. Individual syndications can have that 1031 capability. Private investments absolutely have that. And you can build that in your own portfolio. If that's what you're going to do, then $100,000 that you invest in multifamily today, you're never going to take that 100000 out. It's going to grow. It's going to roll over. It's going to continue to grow. It's going to roll over again. It will generate more and more cash over time. It will grow more and more over time. And it will create real wealth for you. That's a long-term investment strategy. Putting 100000 in so that you can ideally take $150,000 out in three years because this is a really aggressive investment isn't any different than putting $100,000 in the stock market on a stock that you think is going to grow by 50% in three years. You're still going to stop and pay the tax man. And that's giving up one of the biggest benefits that we have in commercial real estate investing. And that is the ability for us to get that interest-free loan from the federal government by saying, we're going to do a sale exchange and we're going to ask that you let us pay our tax further down the road. We're still going to pay it someday, with one exception. We're still going to pay it someday. We're just not going to pay it right now. And the government's happy to do that, which is why we have 1031 as a vehicle for us. Well, this is the end of our nine-part series. I think it was nine parts on the multifamily real estate investing thesis from Mara Polling. If you've heard a few of these, but not all of them, uh, back up and start. I, th I think we started back in uh, maybe July is when the first episode released. We did a series. We were doing these every other week. This is our final one. Now, that's not the last time we'll talk about any of these topics. We will revisit them from time to time as we go forward. But next week, we'll be moving on to a new topic. We're going to, um, it's not a lawyer joke, <laughs> but we're going to, we're going to answer the question, how many lawyers does it take to invest in multifamily real estate? So join me next week for our next episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Polanyi.